Voices of the Elephant is proudly sponsored by SiteGround.com, a leader in website hosting and a terrific partner for all your website projects. Their top-notch technologies will make your websites fast and secure. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. And welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host, and today I have two very special guests and a peanut gallery of friends. Um, first of all, Sarah, say hi to everybody. Sarah? Sorry. Hi, everybody. I was rearranging my notes. How are y'all doing? <laughs> And of course, um, regular listeners of Voices of the Elephant know who you are. Um, Sarah Goldman, you have been a core contributor for um, longer than I've been in the PHP community. I think the first time I'm, I remember meeting you was ZenCon 2007. And so that's, that's been a while. Um, you, are, you do hold the distinction of being the only core developer that scares me. And Gabrielle asked why. I said, because she's bigger than me and can beat me. And I don't think you would have the hesitancy to do so. So, but uh, no, Only Sarah with and I, your consent, dear. Only with your consent. <laughs> Sarah and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, one of my best friends in the PHP community. The other is Gabrielle Caruso. So hi, everybody, Gabrielle. Hello, everyone. Hi, I'll call Sarah. Nice now, to see you. Gabrielle, you and I have never met, but briefly give everybody a little bit of uh, your history. Um, you know, the, how'd you get cool. into the PHP core, um, core development business? Cool. Uh, so hello, my name is Gabriel. Uh, I'm from Brazil, uh, but I'm currently living in the Netherlands. Uh, I have started to contribute to PHP source code, I think two or three years ago, not maximum that. Um, was just uh, searching how to contribute to open source and then I bumped into PHP. I was like, okay, I, I'm familiar with PHP. Let's see how this thing works internally, and then this is how I started uh, in this word. Let's see. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, as I tell most of my guests um, in the pre-show before that, everybody who listens to this podcast have heard all my stories, have heard all my jokes. They're not here to talk or to hear me talk. They're here to hear y'all talk. Now, Sarah, last time you just had a list of things you wanted to go through. I'm assuming you and Gabrielle have such lists. So, I'm just going to let y'all kick it off. And if anything gets interesting, at some point, I would like Frederico has asked us to talk about um, generics in PHP 8. So if we don't get to that um, in your list, I'd like to start it. But Sarah, why don't you kick us off and the two of you can just discuss or figure out who's going to go next. Um, what's the most exciting thing you've got or what's your list of cool things coming in 8? Well, um, yes, I have another list. Uh, I like to be prepared. And turns out Gabriella also has a list of his own. So we will probably ping pong back and forth. They're organized mm -hmm. differently. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> um, gosh, uh, I, I mean, hype. So I think, I think the top of the hype train for new stuff since our last episode, because I still think union types are my maximum hype, but we've already talked about that. Uh, named parameters is kind of huge. Uh, people have been asking for named parameters in PHP for a 
very long time. And I honestly thought we would never see them. I, I look at the implementation details of language and the sort of late binding nature of an interpreted language. And I'm just like, it's never going to happen. There's performance impact. There's weirdnesses about, you know, what numbered versus named versus unnamed things should bind when. And uh, Nikki just sort of walked in and said, yeah, no, here you go. Here's an RFC and an implementation. Why don't we do this? And there was a lot of support for it. So we have it. Um, there, there's some concern that library and framework maintainers, um, now have this additional contract sort of foisted upon them that now their parameter names need to say the same. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. they will get those, uh, audited and updated to something nice before 8.0 actually goes gold. Um, yeah. and I feel for them and I'm sorry, but here it comes. <laughs> uh, Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, why don't you take the next? Yeah. So, uh, so just about unnamed uh, parameters. This is uh, uh, I asked a couple of people why they voted no for the RFC, and majority of the arguments was this thing. Now, name uh, the name of your parameters is going to be part of your API, and people hate it. Uh, it happened. Uh, it's going to be of HP8. Uh, this is something that we are also fixing in the source code. A lot of uh, parameters we are renaming uh, functions, methods, uh, classes, so we have better names uh, because after HP8, it's going to be a breaking change uh, if we decide to change. So. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing addition, but also we need to take care uh, with breaking changes. Hang on, uh, hang on. I got a question yeah. before we move beyond named parameters, mm -hmm. and either one of you can answer this. I don't care. Um, are these required? No. I, they're certainly not required to use from the call yeah. sites, yeah. but you can think of them uh, as API authors, as being uh, a requirement in the sense that you've got a public function, those parameter names, are going to be visible and are going to be usable externally, yeah. okay. um, whether or not you've opted into it or not. Okay. Yeah, but it's not mandatory. Cool. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Gabrielle. Next no, one. don't worry. Uh, so I think the next one, uh, which match both of our list, is the match. Uh, we have a new structure in PHP 8, uh, which is match, which is gonna is an alternative to switch. Uh, it's a little bit more strict the, uh, than switch. Uh, so uh, previously, the switch uh, uh, control flow it compared the parameter uh, in the PHP way, which is the which is the the, um, uh, the the lose way, where maybe a string is equal to 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 a number and and so on. Uh, but then we we have match, uh, which is going to be strict, and also it exhausts the options. So if you have uh, a variable outside which is four, and then you have a case of one, two, and three. You have no four, so that thing is going to throw an exception, which is amazing because now you're going to exhaust all the options, and then you you need to make sure that either you have a default or you are covering uh, all the cases. I think it's an amazing addition for PHP 8. Uh, mm -hmm. There was the first version, uh, which got voted and denied, uh, but then the alpha asked us to um, give a second uh, a second version, uh, improved a lot of things uh, that happened in the discussion of internals, improved the syntax, uh, cut a bu uh, cut a bunch of features that we didn't want to, and then we revoted, and there we go. We're going to have that in PHP 8 is an amazing addition. Uh, I don't know if Sarah has something. Uh, the it. only other detail I would add is that it is expression-based. So uh, yeah. in switch where you just have a statement and you say case five, you put mm -hmm. statements inside there and they can do things. They can maybe assign to a variable, break, call functions, whatever. In match, you are given one expression, kind of like a short closure. So you just say, uh, you know, the equivalent of case five uh, is just going to be the expression, you know, I don't know, uh, foo, that's what's going to get returned out of the match expression into the variable that the match expression assigns to. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I didn't Explaining that without yes. typing it is hard. <laughs> now, um, this this is this augments switch. This doesn't replace switch, right? Now, both both are going to exist on PHP eight. Uh, you can opt one another. You can use both. Uh, you don't need to configure anything. It's just there for you to use. Of course, you can't uh, just uh, uh, do a, a search and replace with switch and match because match has different uh, has a different stu structure than switch. Uh, but yeah, both are, are available for you to use. Very cool. There, there are certainly use cases for both. And sometimes you want loose comparison, so that's definitely going to point towards switch. Sometimes you're going to want uh, complex uh, combinatorial fall-through logic where case one thing, do a couple of things, and then fall through to the next case. Uh, that's not something you can do with match. Oh, so okay. there, are, there are definitely pros and cons with that, where you might pick yeah. one or the, or the other. Okay, um, I will go, um, before we release this, this will release next Tuesday, I will go and dig up links to all these RFCs that we're discussing and post them in the, uh, we'll post them in the show notes. Uh, you said that this voted and originally didn't pass and then it re-voted uh, after a trimmed down version and passed. Um, this is a language construct, not a change the language. So that's only a 50% plus one vote. Am I, am I? Uh, no. So right? what, uh, Sarah, do you know when happened? I think last year, two years ago. I, I want to say one year, possibly as much as two, but I think yeah. it was about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, let's not explain, uh, the whole confusion that happened, uh, but it was because of one RFC that got merged into, I think PHP 7.4 or PHP master, which is PHP 8 mm -hmm. with 50 plus one, which in that case, specific case was required to be uh, two thirds of voting. Uh, so then uh, I think Derek or someone decided to, to vote an RFC to change the RFC process. So now every single RFC demands two thirds of voting. Uh, there's not a minimum quorum to vote. We haven't uh, voted that, but uh, all the changes now need to be two-thirds uh, of those. Now all okay. RFCs, both breaking changes and new features. Okay, so um, so this made the, the, the two-thirds um, pass. That would be a wonderful discussion to have you all back on and maybe bring Derek in to, um, to discuss that whole yep. process because I think there's a lot of people that still don't understand that PHP has gone from a scratch your own itch language to a formal process. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people just don't, still don't think that. So that might be fun to have, but that's a discussion for another day. Okay, <laughs> next topic. Uh, well, I guess for ping pongy, that means me. Um, yep. oh, I, I, I'm torn because there's two I wanna pick from. Um, I think I'll talk about actually uh, the attributes uh, RFC, which has been a long and uh, 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 contentious uh, feature. But we do have attributes now in PHP. At the moment, they have the double at syntax or the imperial at at operator to go with our spaceship operator. Uh, we're going to have a lightsaber operator soon. No. Uh, <laughs> attributes are basically ways of putting metadata onto certain types of PHP constructs. So you can put it onto a class, a function, a property, a class constant, not a global constant, um, and uh, fun uh, function and method parameters. Hey, no, wait, 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 before you go further, uh, what kind of attributes do I want to put? Like, do I, do I get to set the default color of a given attribute, a given property, or what kind of metadata do I put on this? Excellent question, Cal. Um, my favorite one that I've seen so far is for um, uh, URL routing uh, uh, implementations. Mm. So you can say, I have this function, and the function's name might be whatever it is. It might be, you know, handle uh, post request. Um, it doesn't matter what the name is, but you put a little attribute on there that says URI and then 
forward slash post slash new message slash whatever uh, and uh, you know perhaps specify the method whatever has been defined by that attribute this is not a global thing this is whatever your framework defines and then that provides your framework an opportunity to go out and sort of explore and ex ask all the classes out there hey does anybody have this attribute oh you've got this attribute that means you define a handler for this thing and then you have this automatic self-discovery thing rather than a direct registration that's so one example this is actually useful in the engine itself. This is not just um, a different syntax for doc blocks where I'm going to have to run some external program. At the moment, it's essentially a different syntax for doc blocks yeah, okay. uh, to do all the things that doc blocks do. There is talk about adding some things that the engine would specifically look for. Okay. Things like disable the JIT for this function or uh, memoize the results of this function because for constant input, we always get constant output, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, we are not doing any of those things just yet. I think at the very least, uh, a deprecated attribute might uh, make some sense to add in uh, as a fairly non-contentious first step. But uh, right now it is essentially, as you say, a way of formalizing stuff that we're already putting into doc blocks. Okay, uh, that makes it so much clearer for me, keep going. That, that, that actually is where I should have started from, honestly, because people are used to putting these things in doc blocks. See, I don't write PHP on a daily basis, so I forget about the, you know, why some of these things exist. I just think they're cool. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's all there is to say about uh, as a feature. Uh, I am going to say that this is the one item that has been given a feature freeze exception to quote unquote fix. Um, and I'm throwing quotes on that uh, because I'm not 100% sure I agree with Derek's position that, quote, the at at operator is terrible. Are we sure we want it? Um, and that quote was just literally that was the, the, the uh, subject line of his message. Uh, there are issues with the syntax of the double at, um, most primarily the fact that it doesn't have an ending delimiter. So hmm. potentially there may be in the future some parsing issues that we will have to overcome if we go with the syntax that only has a starting uh, delimiter. <laughs> I mean, technically there could be issues with any syntax, so I'm not sure I'm worried about that. Uh, but that will go probably go up for an additional vote in the next couple of weeks. I've given him a deadline, has to be fixed by beta three. Otherwise, hmm. SOL buddy. Well, if it's we up for discussion, I'd like to jump in. I did this for the namespace separator and didn't get any traction, but the smiley face operator, just, you know, colon, <laughs> um, colon parentheses, that would make a great, you know, smiley face and then the attribute. <laughs> Who's going to be mad at code that's always smiling at you? I, I have already suggested the face palm emoji. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant one as well. <laughs> cool. Um, to add to that, uh, I have two cents uh, uh, with, uh, there, first, a lot of people are calling attributes annotations. They are two different things. Annotations, okay. we used to use annotations to do attributes. Uh, so attributes and annotations, they're different. Uh, so this is the first thing. So people are calling, oh, now we have annotations native in PHP. No, we have attributes, which is different. Uh, and the second one, uh, which goes with Sarah's example of uh, you, you have a controller and then you have your method, which it points to a route. First, check if your library or framework support it. You can't just swap from PHP doc blocks to annotations because your framework or library, it needs to add support to attributes. So this is the only thing uh, as a heads up uh, related to attributes. Now it's time for you to be a game changer with the Ring Central Developers Game Changer Program. 
grow your skills, help others in the community, and get rewarded with awesome prizes like RingCentral swag, conference tickets, software, iPads, computers, and so much more. Don't just be a developer, be a game changer and join the program today. For more information, visit developers.ringcentral.com. I think it's your turn now. Cool. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of things, so we need to. Oh, hey, we got time. So uh, we got, <laughs> I figured this episode's going to go about an hour. So cool. take your time. Um, so I mean, we do have a ton of things, and I am so hyped for Ado's release. Like, you have no <laughs> idea. When I did 7.2, it was just like, yeah, we have sodium. Yeah, nice. Yay. Great. That's yeah. fun. No, Ado's huge. It's huge. huge. There's a lot of things. There's Scott a lot of things was a lot more excited about um, sodium than anybody else. <laughs> Scott sodium was his, his baby. For yeah. those who, you who don't know, um, he's one of the crypto nerds in the core developers. So. Uh, is my time on the ping pong, um, but yep. I, I'm just going to call out the future uh, and then Sarah can comment on that because I'm, uh, I'm not familiar why we needed that. I just know that we have in PHP 8, uh, which is the new safe operator. So, uh, so usually uh, when you call a, a method on a class, you have the, the arrow thing, uh, which mm -hmm. is a, a trace and then the, the sign. Uh, now we have the new uh, default. So what's going to happen is allow you to access a lot of methods, uh, do uh, a fluent syntax. And if something returns no, it's not going to stop you. It's not going to break your code. It's just going uh, to keep going. Uh, we call that the short secret break, uh, where you just keep going uh, until, it, uh, until to the end. And then the end, if that thing returns a no, if you have a problem, then that's going to break. But if in the middle of the process you have a no, you don't need to do if this method then enter and then you have this thing and then you have the second if which checks for not nullable and then you keep going now you just have a quotation mark uh the arrow function the, the arrow symbol and then you keep access methods uh with no problem at all we have this feature uh in php 8. okay sarah you want to comment on that um not much to add it is one of those hackling features that we have yeah. chosen to adopt uh, as attributes were by the way um, mm -hmm. Just go hack lane, got to throw that out there. Um, I have used the null safe operator a handful of times in hackling. Um, it is one of those things that, you know, you can certainly live without it. You can certainly assign to locals, put some if conditionals in, but gosh, it just makes the code so much easier to read when you have it because you're only looking at a single fluent expression rather than a series of cases. And I mean, I've got a bit of open SSL code that is literally two pages of if conditionals that really could just be about five lines if it had, uh, well, in this case, the use of exceptions, but mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Sarah, what's your next one? Oh, yes, it's on me. All right. So next one in my hype list that was not here for in February was constructor property promotion. Oh, look, another hackling feature. Yeah. Um, this is actually one I put up as an RFC years ago that uh, didn't even make it to vote because I got such a bad response from it. Um, so I was like, hey, fine. Um, and he, once again, Nikki to the rescue, he has uh, come along and said, well, hey, why don't we go ahead and do this? Um, so the By the way, Nikki here. is Nikita Popov. For those who don't know him, he's a freaking machine in the core development team. Um, of, of what, a third of the, the RFCs? 
Yeah. In, in eight? Yeah, no, he has been on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, JetBrains, uh, shout out, uh, has employed him to work on PHP and make it more awesome. So he's yep. been making it more awesome. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, constructor promotion. So when you're defining a class, you put properties in it, as we all do, and you put uh, visibility on them. So you say, you know, private, uh, dollar foo, whatever. You have a constructor that maybe takes an argument to initialize that, and then you've got this foo equals foo inside the constructor, which is a bit heavy on the boilerplate. So the idea here is you define your constructor, say public function, double underscore construct, and then you can say private dollar foo in that parameter list. And what that will do was implicitly declare the foo variable on the function with private visibility. And when you pass that into the function constructor, it's gonna automatically assign it straight into the property value. So wow. you're saving a few lines there. Um, it does come at the cost of not being able to put a doc block above it. But hey, we just got attributes. So you can throw your attributes right on to that constructor promotion uh, declaration. Yep. So problem solved. Uh, this, of course, takes types as well. So if you have you know, typed yep. uh, properties, those are, they'll be typed in the definition as well. Yep. Cool. Now, um, so, so I no longer have to define all my properties in advance. I can just, the, I, the ones I pass in to the constructor will automatically get defined for me. Correct, correct. And that is, okay. of course, obviously specific to parameters that you don't need to do any pre-processing on that actually are past your constructor. Um, right. You know, mm -hmm. there's, you're still going to be pre, uh, declaring quite a few parameters explicitly because mm -hmm. objects are more yeah. than what's passed to their constructor. Okay. Yeah, a very a very famous use of that is dependence injection because then you you don't treat anything in the class you have a, a something uh, uh, upstream doing your dependency so you just declare that in the, in the constructor and now you have all the properties declared so I think dependence injection is one of the things that's going to be used a lot to clean up a lot of code but yeah it's a hand feature is amazing and uh, wait wait there. wait people clean up code I just write it I I, I don't I don't clean. somebody else is it that that's for the next person that comes behind me. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to take a break real quick, and um, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Federico Stange, okay, he's he's the only one asking questions. Yeah. So um, he asked about generics in PHP eight. Now I'm assuming that's a question, as in, are we getting generics in PHP eight, or would you please explain what generics are in PHP eight or something like that? He just made the statement generics in PHP eight. I'm going to take that as a question. Uh, one of y'all want to talk about that? I'm gonna get, get the, the easy answer. We are not gonna have the generics in page page, and then Star is gonna uh, go for the more complicated one, which is explaining. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's how you wanna play it, fine. Uh, yeah. No <laughs> generics in PHP 8.0 specifically. Um, there is always a possibility, we'll see it in 8.2 or 8.3, uh, 8.1 is unlikely at this point because we already mm -hmm. kinda of know what's coming. Um, so don't hold your breath is the short answer, but there is definitely high interest. I know Nikita is sort of playing with an implementation, uh, but uh, they are complicated enough that it's not just something you can, you know, sit in the toilet over a weekend and hammer out. So um, what are generics? Generics are basically a way of defining, um, I mean, I could give a very broad definition. I'm gonna go for a narrow definition and people will complain that I'm making it too narrow. Uh, you can define a class that has parameterized uh, type information inside it. So let's take the example of a value object. 
we probably all at one point or another made an integer object or a string object that can take just a simple string as the input and then you've got methods on it and you can work with it as much as you want. I think we ran into a problem with uh, Zen Symphony had a string uh, definition that conflicted with PHP's. So that definitely happens. Um, what if you could have a typable value object that had a generic set of methods on it? So you would say class value object and then some alligator uh, things around it mm -hmm. uh, for a flexible type. And that placeholder will get dropped into the class definition to say, okay, my value property is of the type that this class was defined for. And my constructor takes that type that the class was defined for. Um, this is a super, super high level view of it and does not cover everything that generics do. Um, perhaps a more realistic would be typing arrays. Mm -hmm. So if you type a variable as being an array, great. It makes sure that you get an array into that function. But what if you specifically wanted a numerically indexed array of strings? Or what if you specifically wanted uh, a associatively indexed array of a particular object type? You can't describe that in the time system right now. But if we had a way to say, ah, I want an array less than string comma, uh, let's say, SPL double linked list greater than, then that would mean specifically this is an associative array because it's got string keys and it is all the values should be this SPL doubly linked list. Um, so that, that's specific to arrays, which are also of course special because they're not objects, but we mm -hmm. could apply that to objects as well to have this additional typing information in there. Call, callables cool. as well, right? You can you can type if if we have that feature, we could top, say that this callable is going to return an integer, or this callable is going to return a string. In my mind, typed callables would be a sort of se separate and orthogonal feature, okay. but perhaps okay. it would use the same machinery. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't been close enough to uh, Nikita's experimental work on that yet. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, typed callables would also be great. Right now, you can just cool. say. I expect a function that I can call. Well, literally a simple <laughs> string can be a callable, but we don't know if it's got the right signature on it. Uh, we could theoretically have a definition, by the way, Hackling has this, uh, where you could say, uh, I expect a function that returns string and takes a single int parameter. And then only functions which meet that criteria are actually going to be accepted by the type check. And so then you know you can then call it with a single int parameter and it's going to give you a string back. Very cool. That, that uh, Probably the most complete description uh, I've had so far of generics in PHP in general. Um, and by the way, for the audience, as far as you know, we the core developers do not sit on the toilet on, over the weekend and generate <laughs> code, okay? Um, we have no proof of that, so. At least one does. <laughs> too much information, Sarah, just way too much. <clears throat> okay, uh, Gabrielle, we were up to you. Um, we were on you when I um, made this mm -hmm. jump into to user questions. So you're, ne you're next. Cool. Um, so we have talked about naming arguments. We have talked about attributes. Um, maybe we can talk. Let's see if Sarah has something on her list. Well, that uh, was so my yeah, hype it, list, my, my new yeah, hype yeah. list, rather. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I'm also checking if there's something. Uh, you said that you talked about union types last time, so uh, we can skip that. We, we can uh, touch on them again no, because they are let's really talk cool. Again because we have a question about union types, so let's go ahead and talk about those. Cool. 
so yeah, in PHP 8, we're gonna have explicitly union types. Uh, so you now you can declare string, separate, integer, separate, and then array. Uh, but a lot of, uh, 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 something that people didn't notice is in the past, we had union types in core. So for example, uh, question mark uh, string, you have a unit type of string and no. When you have, uh, I think, uh, iterable or iterable, something like that, uh, you have also union type of a class uh, and then a type. Uh, now in PHP, we have stringable, with, which was also union type, which is uh, the interface stringable and then the type string. Uh, but now in PHP, we, we can explicitly declare union types. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people have commented that union types is not good for the language because they now can have a bunch of things. Uh, I disagree uh, because uh, especially for objects, that's something uh, amazing. Uh, I, 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 can, I can name uh, one example that I work every single day with union types, which is uh, mocks, because then you have the mock object and then you have the object that you are uh, mocking. So that is a union type. Actually, it's an intersect type, but that's something for later. Uh, but this is a union type uh, which we can't express uh, today uh, as, as, as in PHP 7.4. So now in PHP 8, we have that. Uh, and together with union types, uh, we, can, uh, we can talk about the mixed type, uh, which is uh, the combination of all the types, uh, I think, except for no, or probably is included. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's not included. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we have union types, we have mixed types. So uh, the type system of PHP is improving uh, 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 version after version. And then in PHP 8, we have this massive one, uh, which is union types. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's it, is, am I pronouncing it right? Mix it? Mix in, mix, mix it. it, yeah, mix it. Um, you, you're gonna have to dive a little deeper than that because I understood cool. union types. I knew, I knew we were gonna talk about that. I knew what those are. I don't know what this is. It's oh, so, mixed, M-I-X-E-D. Ah, oh, okay, so, okay. Okay, sorry, sorry, <laughs> my presentation. So no, mix okay. it. Cool. Uh, so yeah, mix it is just all the types uh, combined in one word. Uh, one thing, you can't declare mix it and then another type because that's included on mix it. Uh, so either you declare four types or either you declare mix it, which is going to accept everything. So if I, uh, if I declare mixed, that means I'm going to return something. Something, yep. Uh, what are what are the so that's the thing what are the benefits of declaring mixed yeah that, uh, that, that's my first question is you know why would i bother to declare something uh so so that's the thing uh today if you don't declare mixed you can return anything mm -hmm. but when you sign in php8 that you have the mixed you're assigning your method or function that you you know and you're saying that you return a mixed because probably people today have mixed because they don't bother it, uh typing uh two three four types mm -hmm. uh so they they use a shortcut they use mixed so what what i think is going to happen is people are going to reduce the amount of mixes that they have in their code because they can now declare unit types so of course uh probably uh frameworks are going to use a lot of mix it because they do they do promise and they do receive all everything and anything and they're gonna sign with that mm -hmm. but probably uh, we're gonna see a lot of people uh, reducing the types so instead of receiving everything they're gonna receive three four five types instead of everyone uh, so I think that's the use uh, the, the use that we're gonna have for mix it people are gonna sign and they're gonna explicitly say hey I accept everything Okay. So, now, is this a just a return type, or is this can this also be used for a parameter? Property, type? properties, parameters, uh, everything. Okay. I, I feel about this like I felt about the object type hint. 
that um, until I actually got into WordPress and actually had to use it one time, then it was like, oh, this is my best friend. But up until <laughs> that point, I was like, this is dumb. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I won't say this is dumb because you guys are putting a lot of work in there and I use PHP, but I, I don't see, yeah, I, I'm not seeing the value prop for this. Yeah. So you're, you're in defense gonna... of object, um, if I can interject, in, def in mm -hmm. defense of object, um, I think the value of that is a lot easier to define because you're saying, well, I'm definitely not a scalar or an array mm -hmm. or a resource. Um, but for mixed, um, as, as Gabrielle said, it is both code smell for looking back later and saying, Do, is this really mixed? Do I really uh, believe in this? Um, the other part I'm going to add to that um, is something for static analyzers. Um, I, I can't speak to every static analyzer, but I know the Hackling Static Analyzer HH client actually treats mixed and no type uh, quite differently. Hmm. If you have declared that you are, let's say, returning a mixed type, and then your child class inherits a method and says, well, I return an instance of Cal's greatest object, the, uh, this, the, actually, that's bad because those are covariant. Let's say it takes mixed, and then we say we only take Cal's greatest object. The static analyzer is going to look at that and say, look, you have broken the contract. Your parents said they would explicitly accept everything, and now you're only accepting this one thing. Mm. Whereas if you did not at all type the parent, you have this implicit notion of mixed. But then the type sector says, well, we don't really know what the parent would have taken. So we're going to allow you to actually introduce a new contract because okay. you're not breaking an old one that never existed. So it's a slightly uh, different distinction in HH client. And um, I, like I said, I can't speak to uh, things like fan and Psalm and things like that, but I would not be overly surprised if they implemented a similar sort of a notion in their uh, type analysis. Yeah. I, I can, I, I guess I can see that this is better than just having a method with no return type and because I'm, I'm thinking return types right now, but having yeah. no return type and just returning something. And yeah. at, le at least I'm say at least the parser or the static analyzer knows that if I don't return something, then I did something wrong um, because yeah. it's supposed to have a return with a value. Um, beyond that, that's this is one of those like I said it, when when I first saw object I didn't think it was very valuable until mm -hmm. I got into working with WordPress and the rest and uh, the rest API thing and they just they return objects but it could be this or that or this or that or this or that so mm -hmm. um, you know being able to say I'm going to return an object at least lets the engine know I've got something coming back out so so okay, and, and yeah, we're gonna have mix on PHP. Uh, there was the discussion of uh, instead of using mixit, use the keyword any. So I receive any type, uh, but then we figured out that mixit uh, is more used in the PHP community, so we, we decided to go for that one. But yeah, it was a, it was an interesting discussion. There was I think there were two or two or three versions of mixit RFC. The first one got declined or got uh, inactive. Uh, so yeah, it's a very controversial one. Uh, but as, as, as soon as you start to use, you're going to see the benefits uh, uh, of using or not using it. Um, so yeah, I think that's all that I have um, in terms of new features, uh, hype features, SR likes to call it. There's just one thing I want to add to that. And that is a, mm -hmm. among the, all the types you can do, int, bool, string, float, whatever, there's one very special type, and that's the false type. Uh, we do not have a true type hint, but we do have a false type hint because basically internals. Uh, we have a whole bunch of functions that return some type on success or false on error. So we are, we have introduced a whole bunch of union typed functions, uh, or rather we've introduced the types on these existing functions to say, 
string or false or whatever. So that gives us a much more complete view of the type system for these things. And it means mm -hmm. that if a function in user space is calling it, and then it says, uh, if you know result not equal to false, go ahead and use this exactly like it's an integer, that's actually type safe because we don't have to then check true as well. Cool. And I have just checked the RFC. Uh, void is not one of the, the mixed types. So mixed types is everything apart from void. So okay. this is also another, another thing that you can nail down from a known uh, type it method to a, a method type as mixed. So you can, uh, you're not going to be able to return void uh, because you need to return something. Yep. So another thing that you can nail down. But yeah, uh, we're going to have that. I will say that's, that's slightly a, um, uh, an academic distinction. Uh, we definitely mm. excluded void because we don't want people to think of void as a returnable thing. Um, okay. The only place void is used is to just make sure you don't use return with an expression at all in your, where in your function when you are uh, typed as void. But when okay. you're not typed as void, if you don't use a return or if you use a bare return, that's actually returning null. Uh, which, ah, okay, I, okay. I didn't the void that. and null are kind of the same, but kind of not. It's, it's yeah. a syntactical okay. analysis thing. Fun cool, fact, I didn't in know my talk about um, the elephant's new tricks, I do a lot of talk about, um, I spend a, probably half the talk on um, typing, and I talk about returning void and the fact that you can't return a nullable void. And the reason I actually bring that out is somebody asked me that, you know, it's, it's like the reason this is not a toy is on all the um, dry cleaning bags. Okay. It's there because somebody tried to use it as a toy. I have to bring this out because somebody asked, can I return a nullable void? No, no, you can't. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, um, Sarah, I'm going to ask you to look at the questions because Leo has asked a question. Um, I'm going to read it, but I'll, I won't do it justice. So just, I'll let you read it along too. Um, how is JIT going to work on the request response nature of PHP? Will the resulting machine code be shared between HTTP requests through FPM maybe? So my understanding of this and my understanding is not complete because I haven't been following JIT development as closely as I should, but I would be amazed if this were not the case because it would be a questionable design. Uh, is that uh, writing out a block of JITed machine code by the jitter uh, is done with the same set of rules that you might think of opcache with. So everything is in shared memory. Um, different processes share the same pool. Once it's been written, it's just there. It's written in stone. Nobody changes it. Um, if we do reject something because we've gotten more information from extra iterations, then a new block is written. And the old block is not actually freed up until it loses all its references. Uh, or it's just kept forever, depending on the exact methodology we're using. Mm -hmm. So my expectation is that, yes, 100%, in a multi-request environment, um, everybody is sharing that same jitted native code path to, to get this done. Because otherwise, God, how many copies of this are we going to have? It's going to be ridiculous. Um, there's, yeah. there's no point having multiple copies of the same thing and doing the work uh, over again. I share, I share the same problem with Sarah that I, I didn't follow JIT implementation. Uh, but as far as I know, uh, this is configurable. I don't know what is the default, but I know that it's configurable by the four numbers uh, that you configured. This is the only thing that I know about this thing. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I love saying this. I'm gonna talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, my favorite of all the things that have been even discussed in PHP 8 dot whatever is of course promises and um, async. Are we, do we have any news on that? Do, do we even have an idea? I know Joe was working on um, 
uh, Joe Watkins uh, was working on a a version of Promises, but you know we didn't have a, uh, a even a time frame for it. Any news on this? So I'm going to say that user space has been doing a pretty good job of this with the tools that they have available, which are a limited set of tools granted mm -hmm. um, and like school and such. They, you can get pretty close on um, doing things with promises and, and futures within your single process, thread request space. Are we going to get something like that in the PHP engine? God, I hope so. And I, I hate to repeat this over and over again, but HHVM has it. Um, I, I really like the async await uh, model that you can see in uh, current versions of ECMAScript. Um, HGVM has the same thing. It's uh, once you get over sort of the initial hump of understanding it, it's actually quite uh, easy to reason about. Mm -hmm. And in addition to allowing things in our single thread request base of PHP, because it is still single threaded even in HHVM, yeah. um, there is opportunity for internals things and extensions to actually be able to uh, excuse me, uh, like do things like block on other sockets and do a little bit of pseudo multi-threading to uh, process the backend request, which is really where async shines because it's while you're waiting for the backends that you want to be doing other work. So yes, people definitely want it. Um, nobody's got a good solution for how we're going to do it yet. Um, okay. We haven't even 100% gotten agreement on what approach we're going to take. Like I said, I like async awake, like you see it in ECMAScript and, and HGVM. Mm -hmm. Other people like very different solutions. So we're going to have to probably, whoever comes up with the most functional prototype in the least amount of time is going to win that argument because decisions are made by the people who show up, as I have said on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll just have to cross our fingers and hopefully soon. Well, I know the, the current implementation of Promises um, basically relies on a hack that um, Wes Furlong wrote about back in PHP 4 days, which is taking advantage of curl and um, things like that. And he, he actually wrote a great article way back then on how you can kind of fake uh, multitasking in PHP or um, async in PHP if you just do this. So, and yes, you could also, um, Frederico, you could do forking and I've done that and boy, that sucks. So, Speaking of the um, PHP four days, that's exactly what we did at Yahoo. Um, like we went to five while I was there, but um, mm -hmm. we had this engine called YFED, which did, did use the curl multi to mm -hmm. load up a bunch of requests, wind the handle. As soon as we come back, we go, oh, do we have any results? Go deal with them. Oh, that tells us we need to go somewhere else. Okay, add that handle in. And yeah. we had this thing that looked a lot like multi-threading, but was actually just carefully orchestrated task switching. <laughs> That's a excellent way to put that. Okay, well, I, I had to do that. I had to mention that before we um, went any further because that's that's one of the things I'd love to see somewhere in the eight branch is, uh, is that yeah. I wanted to see it in seven. But anyhow. Uh, one thing that I want to add to that uh, is not about this uh, feature in specific, but uh, something that I'm noticing is we are solving so many problems. So, for example, unit types, uh, uh, strict match, uh, or any other things. Then now we have the bigger problems to solve. Async, mm -hmm. uh, generics, uh, probably intersect types, probably throw in the core. Uh, these things uh, are bigger. 
and more complex, uh, more people niche working. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future we start to have RFCs by a group of people. So probably mm -hmm. six people work on, on a, a single implementation or probably 10 people, a group of people, a company work uh, on, on uh, intersect types or whatever, uh, because now we have bigger problems to solve because we have solved the easy ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've come a long days from the days when Wes Furlong said, hey, um, we needed to send mail over at Omni TI. So I wrote the mail function. If you need it, here it is. So, and for those of you who are new to PHP, that's how PHP, uh, it used to be called a scratch your own itch development model. And that's how a lot of the stuff got done. Um, about 2009, I think, um, we swapped over to the current RFC system and it is working ever so much better. I sleep better at night knowing that people are actually thinking these things through. Um, what else we got on our list? I, I now want to Gabrielle to uh, pick the next one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's go for the cool features as Sarah Lakshu okay. referred to them. Uh, we have talked about the stringable, so we can pass that. Um, uh, uh, there's a there's a, a small one uh, that, which is the non capture uh, no caption cats. Uh, so when you have a try catch block, uh, mm -hmm. so then you have your exception. And now on PHP 7.4 uh, and below, you're mandatory to put a variable. Even if you don't use, uh, you need to put that. In PHP 8, small uh, syntax tweak. Uh, you mm -hmm. don't if you don't use that variable, you can you cannot declare it. Oh, that's, so I can just catch exception and then because a lot of my catches have a comment that says no op you know i'm just catching there it i'm not going to do anything so yeah you don't even have to put the type throwable you can just say close brace catch open brace nice done there we go cool very so, cool yeah. okay um, now you uh gabrielle you you passed over um stringable but we i don't think we actually talked about that ah okay so sorry uh so yeah i mentioned that now we have the stringable interface on php8 okay. uh, which was actually co uh, contributed by uh, nicholas from symphony so uh, i think it was his first contribution to the php source code uh, mm -hmm. which was amazing because now we are proving that anyone can contribute to php including uh, uh, frameworks people uh, <laughs> uh, so the stringable uh, interface, uh, it, so what, what is? Uh, it says that your class has a true string uh, function. Uh, another thing about stringable, uh, it's not mandatory. You don't need to declare, uh, but we, in the source code, we bind it. If you have a true string, yeah, we, 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 we put it in, in the thing that happens in the core, we, we, we declare Magic. that. Magic, <laughs> uh, because a magic method. Um, so if you have a true string um, a method in your class, that class in the source code, we're gonna we're gonna put the information that you have. A, a, you implement uh, the stringable interface. But it's basically to say um, uh, it, it's easy for you if you if you have something uh, that you I don't know maybe you have an if and then you're gonna check if either is a string or uh, is, uh, implements uh, the, uh, has the true string method. Now what you do, you check if it's a string or an instance of a stringable. So it's a little bit cleaner um, to read that code. So this is how I see it, the stringable. And vitally, you can put that as a type hint. String, pipe, Indeed. stringable, done. Indeed, cool. Okay, um, uh, Federico asked, um, uh, so if I compare with instance of stringable and I have a two string on my class, it, it'll state true. Is this, is it, has he properly restated the problem? Yep. Okay. Yep. That because was the magic part of it. 
Yeah, because previously you would need to check if that class has that method. Probably you would need to uh, reflect that class. So now you have an easy way to just check for instance of that interface. And as Sarah said, we can now type hint as a string bow. Oh, excellent. What, what I would say though, is um, I believe somebody's already made a polyfill package for Composer that will give you a just literally a stringable interface, you know, interface mm -hmm. stringable, public uh, abstract public function to string, no return type because magic methods. Um, mm -hmm. That way you can put implements stringable right away. And in PHP 8, obviously it's the, the, mad, the internal stringable interface, but even in PHP 7, you can still type string or stringable. And anyone who's at least used that stringable interface uh, is going to give you that benefit. So uh, very cool. Very polyfillable. Cool. Okay. What's the next cool feature, Sarah? Oh, we're on to me. Okay. So um, I mean, I, I call this section cool, but it's more like a, yeah, cool. It's kind of a Gen X sort of way. Um, I mean, we can talk about uh, Saner type conversions and comparisons because if PHP has one long-standing rant and complaint, it is that things like the string zero is equal to uh, false and things like, you know, the string foo is equal to zero because reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so what we've done is that we have just said, you know what, it's a major version. We're going to break a few things. We're going to say if you do a loose comparison on some of these edge cases and some of the examples I have is like a numeric number 42, like an actual integer 42 is now no longer even loosely comparably equal to the string 42 foo. Previously, oh, wow. yeah. that 42 foo would have been cast to string and we'd have gotten 42 out of it. And we just said, yeah, sure, they're equal-ish. Um, now they are no longer even equal-ish. So the rules of coercion are changing. Yes, and they okay. are getting a little bit more strict. Not fully strict. You know, you can right. still compare integer 42 to the string 42, and it's fine. You can still have padding white space at the front and back of those numbers in the strings, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but less sensible things, less expected things, like uh, a new, an integer zero equaling the string bar, that's no longer true. Okay. So. Now, this is for double equals. This isn't, uh, triple equals is still exact comparisons, right? Yes, triple equal has not changed a bit. You must be the exact same type and the exact same contents okay. or object instance ID or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah, see, I get how that works, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, you're a smart guy, you know these things. <laughs> Um, I'm going to throw one more in just so we're not ping-ponging too fast because these are minor features. Um, trailing commas uh, have been uh, made more consistent across the language. We already have them in a lot of places like array lists, um, uh, use lists, uh, uh, sorry, namespace use lists, I should say. Uh, they've been added to parameter list and closure use lists as well. So if you have a function definition with a whole bunch of uh, parameters in it, that can have a trailing comma on it. Uh, pretty minor things, but you know, simple quality of life improvements make Git history a little bit better. Um, uh, arithmetic operation type checks. So we will throw a type error if you're using, and this is a great word that I just invented, non-numericable types uh, in your operations. So things like, as uh, Leo just said in chat, two dogs plus one cat. That is not a numericable type on either side. So we're going to get a type error out of that. Uh, it's not even going to be three, which it used to be because both would be cast to ints. It's now just going to be, come on, bro, fix your stuff. This ain't JavaScript. <laughs> uh, 
I believe that's the actual text of the exception. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Very yeah, that, cool. That, that was merging in, into the source code, I think, a couple of days, if not last week. Uh, so it's a very, it's a very recently change. So now we're going to see how much code is going to break uh, for people using the betas uh, and the release candidates. But yeah, it's an, I think it's an amazing uh, change that we made to PHP 8 to fix uh, this weird behavior that we had. But as I like to say, if you, if you previously on, on PHP 7 versions, you're using a stat analyzer tool, you wouldn't have that, those problems because the, the tool would say, hey, you're doing something here which is was not supposed to. So we are now fixing that in the source code. Uh, Excellent. So Hang now, on one second. Um, yep. Federico asks, um, would int two space dogs still return two or is, is, is that changing? Mm, I don't know. Let me check quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally doing off. the same thing. I'm going to just check this Evolve. slide because I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Uh, it will be int2, yes. Okay. Um, actually, what version am I on on this? Just to make sure I'm on an 8. Oh, I'm on an 8, but this was built in April. So I, you know what? <laughs> Evil. My initial guess was that no, it would not give you 2. But honestly, just try it. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. You do not know yet. Um, although I do know that Andrew Kea over at Linux for PHP already has nightly builds for um, the Linux for PHP Docker containers. So you could pop one of those up and, um, and find out. Uh, oh. I have just, yeah, I have just thrown in the chat uh, because the eval.org website is now uh, also outputting uh, from PHP 8 alpha one until beta one. Uh, so yeah, it does output too if you, if you cast that. So I, I also want to share everyone uh, as RMs, we do actually build this uh, on a fairly regular basis, but those builds tend to be in kind of other like containerized places and less easy yep. to get to. Yeah. We, we do really test it though, honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, Gabrielle, you were, you were cool. about to talk to us about some of your not cool features. Yeah, so uh, to exhaust the list, uh, we have three new string functions, uh, very uh, common ones uh, just by saying the name, I think you're gonna guess uh, what it does. So string starts with, str starts with, it's gonna check if your string starts with something. Uh, at the opposite, strings ends with, uh, also checks if your string ends with something, and strings contains. So if your string contains uh, something. Uh, I thought we already had something like string contains. Uh, we have str pause. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's how we've been doing it, so. Yeah. And the complaint uh, was it's too hard to check for the false type on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. But then I have a question for you. Which is, which is the order of the arguments? Because I never know. <laughs> in string, in string function, I never know the, the order of arguments. Oh, God, um, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea as well. Hey, I as think long as they're consistent, we're fine, okay? As long as you don't swap them between functions, we're good. Yeah. I do want to point is... out something about these guys, though, um, and that mm -hmm. is that these are all case-sensitive, and you might ask, well, uh, why not have case-insensitive versions? And the answer is because locales are hard. Mm. Um, in English, it's very easy. We have 26 letters. There's no accents. Uh, we can just shift the number, you know, OX20 down or up as a case may be, and we've got the other case. Uh, but there are, turns out, other languages than American English. Who would have thought? Yeah. So um, trying to make that into the core is kind of a losing battle. And if you need these things to be locale um, dependent, then mm -hmm. you're just going to have to write the Intel functions. 
sorry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, we have that. Uh, then we have uh, in, in SARS list, we have two items, uh, which is basically, uh, again, we are improving the type system. Uh, so I'm gonna just read out, uh, which is, uh, first, we are validating trait abstract methods. Uh, so if your trait previously have had an abstract method, we, we weren't checking that a little bit right. I think it was a problem with uh, the inheritance. Uh, so we have fixed that uh, on PHP 8. Uh, so if your trait has an abstract method, now we are checking that right. Uh, and also the second one is about private methods. Uh, Sarah, do you want to talk about that? Uh, because I think it's, um, it's better because well, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, so let's say you have a parent class with a private method on it. It is all perfectly typed. We know exactly what it takes and what it returns. And let's say you now have a child class and it actually has a private method with the same name. Do those signatures have to match? Hmm. Interesting question. No, because those functions, those methods can only be called from within that same class. Hmm. So there is no public contract that exists outside of that internal class. If I'm if I'm in the parent class and I'm calling that function, I am definitely calling the parent implementation. If I'm in the child class and calling a function, I'm definitely calling child implementation. There's no read to actually enforce that, so we've removed that restriction, and uh, it's less of a problem now. Very yeah. cool. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to take. Um, we're going to, we're wrapping it up here, but um, I want Federico has one last question at the very top. That, oh, he's actually got more, but we're going to cover that last question um, for either um, Gabrielle or Sarah. How do you become a core developer? Is there a book, Sarah? Is there a book? Well, <laughs> there's a book about internals, which is. 14 years old at this point. <laughs> that was wow. my, that was my, sorry. It's allowed to get its own Facebook account. It's old enough. Um, but I'm actually going to let Gabriel answer the, this question primarily because uh, he is the newest to the crowd. So he okay. has this experience. Yeah. Uh, um, so how do you become a core developer? You just start to contribute to PHP. Uh, you just, uh, PHP is open source, is on GitHub. You can just clone the repository. You start to understand. Uh, but tech, saying technical stuff that you need to know is basically how a language works. So how you parse the, the PHP, uh, the .php file, how do you parse all that amount of characters into something that makes sense? Then you need to understand the parser. Uh, you have the lexer, how, how PHP understands uh, those things. Uh, then you have the engine, uh, in our case, the Zend virtual machine, how, do, how, does, uh, how does the code get interpreted? Um, but how do you become a core developer in PHP? You simply start to contribute. Uh, a lot of resources uh, that I use uh, is YouTube videos. Uh, so for example, if you type uh, PHP test fast, um, you have a, a series of videos from Semi, uh, which uh, is basically teaching you how you write your first uh, PHP test file for mm -hmm. PHP. Uh, so this is the path that I took. I started to, uh, to Googling uh, videos, talks, uh, documents. Uh, I, I, came up, uh, I came across uh, Sarah's book. Uh, also there is a PHP internals book, uh, which is op also open source, uh, which is written by uh, Anthony Nikita and also uh, Julie, Ju, uh, is a French one, I forgot his name. It starts with mm. J. Um, Julie yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh. Uh, so we have a lot of resources uh, on, on, on the internet. Uh, so yeah, you just you just start to contribute. Uh, is, okay, is, but it, I mean it can't be that hard. Larry Garfield can do it. So no, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, wow. I, I, I'm going to underline. <laughs> I'm going to underline what Gabriel said. Um, there are many different ways to contribute. Um, yeah. Documentation, 
uh, particularly if you know a language that's not English, the translations always need help to keep those up to date. Um, mm -hmm. The tests, you know, the more tests we have, the better our build's going to be, the more reliable PHP is going to be in weird edge cases. And we have a lot of edge case tests already, but we can always use more. Um, and then in the engine, um, you know, you started to talk about, you know, having to understand things like the lexer and the parser. You don't have to go that deep initially. My yeah. first foray into the engine was not the engine. It was actually the runtime. So everything under EXT, um, those are the built-in extensions. That's all of the APIs that you see as an end user. So mm -hmm. I, for, for, for my first contribution, I was looking at the log function, which is in the standard extension. And if you just grep for log, you're going to find PHP function log. And that's a definition of log function. It's like five lines long, very easy to reason out, even if you're not a C developer already. Mm -hmm. There's enough commonality between C and PHP in terms of, you know, uh, how expressions fit together into statements, you know, ifs are the same, fours are the same. Uh, you take the dollar sign off the variable name, you're good to go. Um, mm -hmm. You can use that kind of as your gateway drug to get uh, a tiny change into the runtime and then see its effects out in mm -hmm. uh, user space. And you can run it immediately. You don't need to figure out weird build systems. If you can build PHP, yeah. you can change PHP. So mm -hmm. start, yeah. start at a level that's appropriate and go to mm -hmm. bugs.php.net, find something to fix, yeah. um, come yeah, up okay. with a cool new feature and get talking about it on the internals list. You can join mm -hmm. the internals list if you want. If the web signup form for the email list doesn't work, this is an easy MLM um, mailing list. So just take whatever the name of the mailing list you want to subscribe to, such as internals, and you can just send an empty email to uh, internals-subscribe at listphpnet, and mm -hmm. the mail system will definitely respond to you even if the web form is not working, which it yeah, has yeah. notoriously had problems with. And you can unsubscribe using dash unsubscribe as well, by the way. Yeah, About 10 cool. minutes later. Yeah. Um, no, I... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I was ragging on Larry, but I, I only insult my friends, okay? Uh, I would never <laughs> insult um, people that don't, I don't know or don't know, don't know. Uh, me. But I was talking with Larry. Uh, I was interviewing him yesterday, and he'll be on an upcoming episode. And Sarah, you, you brought out a good point. There's more than one way to contribute. And one of the ways Larry's contributing is by uh, he went out and fleshed out the documentation for preloading because yep. it, it, there wasn't anything there. Um, and and I, I told him um, then, I've, I've told people this for uh, 16, 17 years now, that there are three things that make PHP so great. Number one, the language is so easy to use and so forgiving. Number two, it has a phenomenal community behind it. And number three, it has the best documentation of any language that I have ever worked in in 36, 37 years of um, doing programming. Um, and, and, but it, we only have those things because of people like you that contribute the code, people like Larry that say, hey, I need this documentation, I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna share it with other people. So if you've got, if, if you don't code in C, but you still want to contribute, yep. get involved. There's, there's plenty of ways to get involved in PHP. Um, all the, or most of the unit tests for PHP are written in PHP. In PHP. So yep. you can, um, you, you, there's still places where we need unit test coverage. Get involved in that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things that we had in PHP 8 uh, in terms of contributions uh, was continuous integration. So if you have an open source project and you know how to set up continuous integration, probably, I don't know, propose us to switch to GitHub Actions because it's faster, it's better, easier to maintain. There you go. This is your first contribution. Uh, one thing that I want to add, um, which is a PHP source code is built on top of Makefile. So you don't need how to figure out how to build C code. You just type make and then it's going to build everything that you need. Of 
course, there are some tweaks for being faster, better, uh, uh, build less things, more things, but uh, it's, on, it's built on top of a make file, which makes mm -hmm. things way easier. Uh, my first contribution to PHP source code uh, was cleaning up white spaces in half a million lines. This was, I, I swear, this is my first contribution to PHP source code. So you can contribute literally anything to, to PHP. Well, very cool. I did not know that, and that is hilarious. And also, I thank you because, well, yeah. <laughs> cool. And, um, you know, we, we giggle about that, but I've been involved in projects that if you were to submit a cleanup PR like that, they simply reject it. And, and I'm not going to name the project, but I did that. I, I, I spent uh, probably half a day doing some cleanup work and submitted it, and they, they rejected it. They're kind about it, but they said, we, we just don't take cleanup PRs. So I do appreciate the fact that PHP will accept <laughs> a cleanup P PR and publish that out. Hey, I want to thank both of you for being a part of this podcast. Um, this has been wonderful. I, I, Sarah, I've told you this a hundred times, but um, Gabriel, I, I want to extend it to you. Thank you so much. I owe this leg of my career to people like y'all and Nikita and Derek and all the ones that have come before and all the wonderful work that y'all do. Most of the people that work on PHP um, do not get compensated for it. Uh, there's always one or two that are on somebody's payroll, but most of the people don't. And so I really appreciate it because I've built my career, or at least this leg of my career, on PHP, and I just really appreciate all the work that y'all do. Um, audience, my live audience, thank you so much for attending. I hope that I got to, I, I tried to get to the, um, the really deep questions that I thought were going to add to it, but um, thank you so much for hanging in here with us. And if you're not being able to watch this live, if you're watching the recording, thank you for spending some time with us today. We hope you found it to be a valuable investment of your time, and we hope to see you right here next week on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.